0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, game two tonight in Miami, but it's more about Jimmy Butler and what he showed us in the game on Monday, helping the Heat to defeat the Sixers, and why they need that back in the Sixers locker room. They let it get away with him. We'll break it all down, why that might have been a mistake right here Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers. Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening, man? What's good, man? What's good? Uh, what's good is uh, you're in Miami. I'm not. I'm a little jealous.
1: <laughs> Don't be Albeit, jealous. That's I know so you're good. there for
0: work, but I'm still yeah. a little jealous. Yeah.
1: And that's, it's going to be short-lived. It's short-lived. I I'll be here for Quick a second turnaround. and then I'm out. Yeah, great yeah, time, yeah
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76s is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here at Locked On 76ers. Keith, we got to talk about the Heat and the Sixers part two. A little revenge maybe for the Sixers tonight from Miami. We'll get into that a little bit later. A point guard has become available on the uh, free agent, the buyout market. Goran Rogers waived by the... The Chicago Bulls, pardon me, and he is now free and available. Only a few hours to possibly pick him up, and should the Sixers go after him? We'll talk about that in a little bit, but first, Keith, we got to start with something that really stood out to you, where on Monday, in the Sixers' loss to the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler really willed his team to win. He made some key plays down the stretch. He helped out a great deal, and something that the Sixers, you believe, still miss in their locker room what Jimmy Butler provides as the 76ers don't have that right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you look at Jimmy Butler, you know, the thing that stands out to me, every time he comes to Philadelphia, he always has what big games, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, uh, he was dominant uh, two nights ago. I mean, he was dominant in the, uh, in the playoff series against them last year, the second round, you look at Jimmy right now, he's averaging, you know, 21.9 points, 5.9 rebounds, 5.1 assists from the small forward position. But he's all he's more like a combo player, a combo wing. He can handle, he can do a lot of things. They run everything through him. And and I just still think that they miss him, man. I I think they miss that tenacity, that grit, and that will to win. I mean, when we go back and we look at the game that they played on Monday night. It was one of those things where nobody could make a shot. It was like the game was getting stagnant, this and that. But he was the reason why, I mean, the reason why Miami won is because I felt like he was on the team. He was the guy who wanted it the most. He was the guy who willed his team. You know, he got four, uh, a game high, four steals. We had numerous other deflections. You know, he made the the, the game winning shot. He Then he came back got a, a clutch rebound and made a foul shot. I just felt like those are the things that the 76 are missing. And when when I look at Jimmy, I can't help but to think of, hey, what, what would it, it be, be like?
0: That? What <laughs> could
1: have been, especially with Joel? You know what I mean? Because him and Joel in the playoffs, they were rolling. And they're best – I mean, I ain't going to say best friends, but they're good friends. And I, I just don't um, – I don't know. I, I, it is mind-boggling to me that, you know, this guy has had some success. Like think about this. This is the fourth season that he's been going, the fourth one. So, in the first season, he took them to the the NBA finals. They went to the bubble, they win the bubble championship. Last season, they went to the Eastern Conference finals. So, you look at the 76ers after Jimmy left, they had a first-round exit and two second-round exits. So whereas he elevated the Miami Heat, the Sixers are, like, worse off than what they were when he was here or, at best, on the same level. They didn't get any better in regards to postseason success. So they missed that,
0: They They really missed that. They missed that mentality. They, they certainly do, and that's why they went out this offseason and made the acquisition of P.J. Tucker because mm-hmm. they talked about the toughness. Uh, aspect of things and how they needed to be tougher not just physically but mentally and Jimmy Butler certainly has that I know a lot of people get on his they, they can't stand him because it seems like he's pandering a lot he's the one in the bubble dribbling the basketball that's the report how did that get out well it was Jimmy Butler leaking that out uh, on his own you were there but you know all of that type of thing but when it comes to the on the floor stuff you're absolutely right in the locker room you're 100% right they still miss that player I got to ask you, though, because I was one that did not want him to leave. I thought he was coming back, and I thought he and J.J. Reddick would be back, and Tobias Harris would be the one that would leave, even though they traded for him at the uh, trade deadline in February. What would this team have looked like the last four years? Would he have been here for the entire four years? Would he have been able to coexist long-term with Ben Simmons? Would they have made it to the NBA Finals? What do you think?
1: You know what, I I think that, you know, there would have been, like maybe Ben Simmons probably would have been salty because the Sixers were better was a better team when the ball was in Jimmy's hands, right? So Ben would have been salty. I mean, but maybe Brett Brown would have been a little bit salty too, right? But but to me, it's like to a point where, you know, you look at what Jimmy's production is, and at the point everybody thought Ben was going to be that guy, right? He was younger, he was this, he was that. Um hindsight, you look at it and you say to yourself, like, they haven't had anyone as good as him since he left at all. And you look at it and you feel like the thing that really messed me up was the Sixers, in a way, they kind of lied to people, right? Because when they got J.J. Redick, when they got Jimmy Butler, they got Tobias Harris, they told us that the game plan was to bring all those dudes back. They just got them right. Then when Tobias came, they was like, yeah, we got all our guys, but we're going to bring them all back next year. That's why you were under the impression and everybody else that they were going to come back. And guess what happened? They got rid of both of them. They got rid of two of them, right? Now, the thing is, I mean, you think about it. That starting lineup was so dope that they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So then, you know, Jimmy doesn't come back, but I'm telling you, if he was here, they would have had lots of us. Now who knows? Maybe Ben would have left, but unfortunately, look at Ben's situation now, right? Yeah. Then yep. you you look at you look at Brett Brown. They they he ended up getting fired after the next season. So everybody talks about Tobias. I feel like, you know, Tobias benefited from it. Um, but I honestly feel like the seventy so I honestly great. feel like it was it was more of Ben and Brett Brown. you know what I mean that's that's what I feel like
0: yeah, it, it was Ben and Brett Brown. Brett couldn't really handle uh that type of personality. He didn't want to deal with that. and then Ben Simmons, to your point uh, looked to to be the star. there was room for all of them. But that's where the egos have to be put aside and, you you know, you have to check yourself a little bit and understanding what's best for the team. And what was best for the team was for him to come back. Now, as you said, we all know and I'm sure Tobias knows that he benefited from the fact that Jimmy Butler left. So did J.J. Redick. He was the one that was left over from that group. He was the one that was they didn't want to lose him also after making both of those deals. You had to make sure that you brought one of those guys back. He was the one that left over. They paid him, and quite frankly, they overpaid him. Uh, we know he's a good player, but max player, not so much. So, yeah, this team could have gone in a lot of different ways, Keith. And then you talk about making that deal for Tobias Harris, where they had to give up their, um, you know, some of their pieces like Landry Shamit in that deal, and and um, you know, shipping those guys out who was part of the 2018 draft class. You would also have to wonder what that would look like if they were able to keep some of those young players that they drafted from the 2018 class, having some young people with that veteran group of, because I think J.J. would have come back too if Jimmy was back, where it was Jimmy, J.J., uh, Simmons, and Embiid. Then you figure out again from there whether it's going to be Landry Shamit, some of the other players. Mikhail Bridges was drafted uh, there at the, at the number 10 spot. And who knows how it would have turned out, man. Who knows? I have no clue. But I, I do believe that had he been here, they would have advanced past one of those rounds. Like the Atlanta series. Keith, there's no way they're losing that series with him mm-hmm. in, in that in that uh, lineup against the Atlanta Hawks is the number one seed. There's no way. No way, in my opinion. Well, I mean,
1: I'll say this. I mean, I'll say this. I'm sorry, like I know it's it's hard to predict. But the way that when you look at that Miami team and you and you see how these guys are, I mean, they're, they're cool, but they're not like, I mean, you know I mean? They're not like their roster is not going to blow you away. You know what I'm saying? Like they got some old guys now, guys we like, but it's him. It's that tenacity. Like you saw how he was in the bubble. You saw how to, um, Joel was with him. I mean, Dude, I'm just telling he brought a swag with him. You know, J.J. Reddick, like, you know, J.J., he was getting older. But, like, all he would have to do is just run around and stretch the floor. And then they would have went to work. Like, I just felt like it would have been good. I mean, they would have been better. I mean, I think they would have gotten – they, they would have been out of the second round. Yeah. I tell you that much. Yeah. They would have been out of the second round. Especially that Atlanta year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well – He's with Miami. He's on the other side, and they have to go out there and beat him. Uh, Part of the reason I think Tobias Harris only had two points was part of the defense that Butler did play on on Tobias Harris. He made it difficult for him, and Tobias had a good series against Miami in the playoffs a year ago. He's got to play like that against Miami tonight in game two in order for the Sixers to have a, a better result than we saw on Monday. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, point guard Goran Dragic on the open market. Will Barton signs with the Toronto Raptors. So, do you pivot from Will Barton and now look towards a point guard? And Goran Dragic. he's 36. Is Will that be the move? Should it be the move? A couple hours to do so. We'll talk about it next right here, Locked On
1: 76ers. Right now, let's talk about FanDuel, right? Why? This is the midway part of the NBA season, right? And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, right? I mean, it's, it's easy, man. I'm telling you, D. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's Fanduel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making
0: Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, the nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, Keith, one of those games from uh, last night that I'm sure Sixer fans were keeping their eye on Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Brooklyn led for a good point in the game, but uh, a big outburst in the third period by the Milwaukee Bucks helped lead them to a final score. 118 104. They put up 39 points in the third quarter, only giving up 23. Giannis did play, played 28 minutes, 15 rebounds, four assists, five turnovers, one steal, 33 points for the Milwaukee Bucks as they won their 15th game in a row. And the Sixers will take on the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee on Saturday, game three of the road trip. So, um, Hey, they're rolling right now. <laughs> they are rolling, so the Sixers are trailing them by uh, four and a half games after the win over the Brooklyn Nets. So there's that. But one of their um, one of the players that are out there, former Miami Heat player Gordon Rogers, point guard, waived Keith by the Chicago Bulls. And I know you've been okay with some of the stuff that they've done with the guard position. Shake Milton playing well at a point, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, D'Anthony Melton. But one of the things that you talked about a lot was being able to have a, an extra point guard on the roster that can actually run a team for a couple of minutes coming off the bench. I don't think you wanted a player that was 36 years of age, but at this point of the season, the buyout period, what it is, not a lot of players left and only hours left to make sure that they're eligible for the playoff roster. Goran Dragic, what do you say?
1: You know, initially I'm like, nah, right. Initially, um, you know, I, I think about when he got traded to Toronto. Then ended up they like, it was basically one of those things where we we go to Toronto and he's like home, like he's like in his home country, like you know what I mean. Like, oh, they're trying to work something out to get rid of him. You know, I, I don't know, man. My, my, the thing about the buyout market with certain players, it's like if you if it, if there's a team. And that team is still trying to contend to probably get in the playoffs or the play in game or something like that. And then they like basically buy you out. It, to me, that's like a, that's not a good sign. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, they buying you out and then you saying you're going to go elsewhere. Well, if you can't help that team out, how you going to help the team out in third place? Right. But at the same time, you know, you look at it and you did say that, you know, there's not a lot of options out there. The only thing that I think that will help with them is he could be more of a ball handler. And when Maxi is out there, like, you know, because Maxie str- has been struggling a little bit when they want yep. him to run the point guard. Yep. So he can be out there helping them out. So I can see that. But that would have to serve as his role to get everybody else involved and do other things and allow Maxi to roam freely when Harden is not in the game, right? But other than that, when you ask, is he going to help out on the defensive end, all these other things, what is he going to do? The thing is, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you, if Miami tried to get him back. I just wouldn't if Miami tried to get him back just because of the success he had here and the friendships that he built with uh, Jimmy Butler and all them. but But, yeah, I mean... From the guard standpoint, just getting somebody in there, helping out the ball, and I can see it. But he wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, As far as the Chicago part,
0: uh, we both know that Patrick Beverly is a better player at this stage of their careers. So, of course, that's why he's expendable and able to move on to your point. But he was playing minutes. He was helping them out. And they just found a better player option that was available where the Sixers did not acquire Patrick Beverly and he went to Chicago when you and I talked about Pat Beverly and you mentioned how you would be okay with him I was like whatever you know he's just he's to me he's a little bit overrated at this point uh, for what a lot of people want out of Patrick Beverly that said he's there going drives is available for everything that you just said about helping to run the offense and taking some of that point guard pressure off of Tyrese Maxey for maybe 10 minutes a game I think they could, they could get away with it, depending on who's on the floor with them. Uh, defensively, he used to be really good. He's older now, so he doesn't have that reputation any longer of being that type of defender. But I do think it would benefit to uh, to again help in that regard where Maxi has some of that pressure taken away, where he can just go out there and run and be free and score and do what Tyrese Maxi does best, and that's put the ball in the hoop. So uh, I would I would. I would be perfectly fine if they decided that that's the direction they wanted to go in. And that would just means that shake Milton's minutes would be cut down, which they have already been cut down, but they would be cut down probably even more unless Goran dry
1: just comes in and just simply flames out in, in that role. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause they don't have anybody else who can handle the ball, but they're like, ideally you want Maxie to have the ball ideally, ideally, but it's just not working out. That's not where he is yet. Yeah, yeah. Not that he can't get there, just not where
0: he is right now. Yeah. And right now, they need somebody right now. So yeah. that, that's it. And then again, you know, it's still going to have to be one of those deals where they let go of a player and make room for Goran Rogers. So it'll be interesting to see. A couple hours to find out. have to be on a roster for uh the March 1st roster set up and for the playoffs and all. And then, um, by the way, Will Barton, again, folks, signs with the Toronto Raptors surprised that he chose the Raptors Keith I was a little surprised Uh, was Masai Ujiri there in Denver when he was there in Denver were they there at the same time
1: uh I I don't know yeah yeah. it's weird because yeah I I don't if if not if if he wasn't you would think if he wasn't they just missed each other you know I kind of think it's weird like you look at it where do you think that you can have a future with Philly or do you think you could get a future and get more playing time with, with Toronto? You would think that he would probably Toronto might be better opportunities for him just because they got so many bigs like that. They don't have a lot of guards. You know what I mean? That can to do what he does, you know? So, I mean, you got Gary Trent, you have uh Fred um, Van Vliet, but outside of that, it's like, who else do you have that you think is going to be like, you know what I mean, in the mix all the time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, I was surprised when I saw that it was the Toronto Raptors. I thought it would be an actual contender.
1: A real contender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. With all due respect to Toronto, they're just not on the that next tier of, of contenders. When we come back, we'll talk about this game two matchup, home and home, Sixers in Miami to take on the Heat. What do the Sixers need to do to rebound to pick up this victory and snap this two-game losing streak as they begin this five-game roadie? We'll discuss it next, final segment, right here on Locked On 76ers. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens here with you as we are with you for this final segment here on Locked On 76ers, getting ready for Sixers and the Miami Heat. Sixers supporting a record of 32 and 20, 39 and 21. Heat 33 and 29 after they defeated the Sixers on Monday by 2 one 99 And the Sixers on the road are 15 and 11. And Miami Heat at home 19 and 10. So they're a pretty good home team uh, right now at miami-dade arena keith how do you see this one play out what needs to happen differently than what we saw on monday
1: first of all the sixers have to come out with some uh tenacity they got to come out with some like uh some intensity yeah. yeah intensity yeah they have to like i mean they looked a little bit like like they were hungover still from like the other loss that they had, you know what I mean? It was a game, but yeah, still, yeah they they just didn't look good at all to me. Um, in that one, so I I, I need to see that. Uh, Tobias Harris has to get going. You know he does. He, he has to get going. Like we need to see Tobias. You know, you know he took four shots. And I know some people may sometimes. You know, Tobias gets gunned right. He gets ISO. He gets uh frozen out. It happened that early on at times. But at the same time, I felt like he he stopped being aggressive. He has to do that. Also, they gotta, they gotta do a better job of um, you know, they 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 gotta they gotta like they gotta play hard, I think. You know what I mean? They gotta play hard, they gotta play D. Because see, it's kind of weird because when you look at it, um, Bam Adebayo did not shoot the ball particularly well. Tyler Hero did not shoot the ball particularly well. Gabe Vinson made some threes, but outside of that, like, and he was four. It was weird because it was like four for eight on threes, but outside of that, he only made one field goal. On everything else, he's like one for four from like two point shots. So to me, it's like the Sixers kind of like benefited from those guys having off days but I don't expect those guys to struggle to um tonight so I think the Sixers got to do a pretty good job on them but also I think it's like you say is about self-inflicted things that they do and I think they need to correct themselves too and the first thing is get some bias involved get them off early and continue to go with them when 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 you have to yeah.
0: Um, limit the turnovers. Start off better. Jump on yeah. the team. Jump on this team early and keep it that way. Uh, don't let up uh, once again. You just can't. You can't let that happen. You you cannot let that happen. So that's one thing that they, they need to do is uh, just, to, you know, it's funny, man, because it's the same stuff that we talk about all the time when we when we break these things down. These these same issues always yeah. crop up. I
1: don't understand it. I don't yeah, they're
0: always it. cropping up, and you have pretty much a veteran team.
1: I don't understand it, dude. I don't. I don't. <laughs>
0: Even the Anthony Melton's been in the league for what five five seasons? Yeah. You, you, you got a veteran team, and, and these things continue to can, continue to be a problem. And it's it's always the same issues. If they can correct those issues, and that's why I always say I, I always give credit to the opponent. However, More often than not, it's the Sixers that hurt themselves. Yeah. And that's what happened in both Boston and and Miami for these two games at home. So now you got to go on the road for five. And these are going to be important games, man. And uh, you need to start winning some games because you need to stay in that top three. You can't let Cleveland catch up because Cleveland will host you in the middle of the month. That's going to be the tiebreaker. You need a little bit of separation between you and the Cleveland Cavaliers because if I'm you, I prefer to stay in that 2-3 range because there is just enough there where you might be able to sneak into that 2 where you're hosting the second round instead of being on the road to start the second round. And that's why that is important for me that they uh, handle their business and correct these mistakes where they're not these self-inflicted wounds as, I, as we always call them. So uh, jump on this team, protect the basketball Put a body on someone where the offensive rebounds don't crush you on those second-chance points. Close out on shooters. Win this game and uh, get on the bench as early as possible with your starters so they can get some rest as you uh, travel to Dallas for Game 2 on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, it should. hopefully it's going to be a good one. Hopefully. Hope so. Hope so. Or else
0: we'll be back here tomorrow talking about another loss and uh, a disappointing effort. By the basketball team all right keith thanks everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen we'll be back tomorrow to break down the game and prepare you for sixers mavericks on thursday night As second part of the uh back-to-back games uh, starting off this road trip that's a tough one man miami to dallas got to be on top of things to start this game off as keith talked about in the opening uh part of this this game tonight now make your second listen locked on nba we're locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us?
1: Like my man D just said, wherever you get your podcast, you can download and get the Locked On 76ers podcast. When you go to our YouTube channel, you can get us on YouTube. If you go to the YouTube channel, you do locked on uh, 76ers will pop up. But what you do is when you get on the page. Make sure you click on the liberty bell. That will enable you to become you know a, a new subscriber. And also you will get alerts whenever we have podcasts out. But you can follow my man D tonight on 975 FM from 6 to midnight, the Divine Given show, right? So you can follow him. It's going, he's going to have his show. He's also going to do the pre to post game show and in the whole nine. So you, you'll, you'll have a, a lot of information. But follow him on Twitter at DevonG975, right? DevonG975 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my work in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Well, folks, we hope that they get a W tonight. Well, we'll see how they get a
0: W tonight, if they do, in fact, do so on the bounce back against the Miami Heat. Keith, as always, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Everybody, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the game. Peace.